What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Anika Meff, and you're listening to another episode of When Matriarchs Gather. In today's episode, I'm rolling solo dolo, (laughs) y'all. I'm excited to be here with y'all, somewhat nervous. Um, It's funny, I was thinking about it, and in my fairly long radio slash podcast career, I have never actually done um, what people call a monologue show. I've done music shows, I've had, I've done a lot of group shows, um, interviews, that kind of thing, but I've never actually just sat in front of a mic and shared myself with listeners um, on that kind of one-on-one level, and uh, yeah, so it's a little nerve-wracking, but as I've been wanting to be extremely intentional in carving space for others, I think that it's important that I do that for myself as well. And I think it's nice to have different types of energy within the idea of gathering, right? So um, once a month we meet on CKUT with the Groundbreakers, the first Monday of the month, and we do a group show um, live and direct, which has its own very explosive energy. And then um, during the month I do one-on-one interviews, which end up kind of being like these intimate soul talks with great matriarchs around the city. And I was thinking about what does it mean to gather with ourselves, you know, with within, um, for myself to gather within and just uh, take a beat and share some of the thoughts that come up when we do that. So I've decided that once a month, probably at the end of each month, I'll be coming here to share what I've been thinking about, what I've been reading, what I've been listening to, um, maybe questions that I have for the world. Yeah, just sharing the different aspect of myself that I usually keep from my journal. (laughs) All right, so let's get into it. Y'all, if you could see my desk right now, we have a situation. (laughs) We really have a situation. I went and pulled up all the books that I'm currently reading and my desk is straight up full. Um, I have a bit of a condition where I can't read one book at a time. Um, to be fair, I also have a one-year-old who likes to read a lot. So, you know, half of these books are books that I'm reading to him, but I've always had this, this condition. Um, I like to read many books and all at the same time, um, the one problem with that is that sometimes I end up just kind of sifting through books and never getting from cover to cover. So that's been a goal for me um, this year, but in general as well. It's not like a resolution or anything of the sort. Um, but I did finish my first book cover to cover of the year, and I'm going to talk to about, about that afterwards. Um, but right now I'm going to bring forward the books that I'm reading and a couple of suggestions that I have, particularly for youth books um, that I'm really loving with my kid. All right, so... Uh, the three main books that I'm reading, uh, well, I guess the four, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. The four main books that I'm reading right now, um, are related to different aspects of myself, I guess. So I'm, I'm part of two book, book, book clubs. One is an online book club. And then the other one's, um, like an in-person, like we meet once every six weeks, um, book club. And then, I always like to have a book that is really just for me, chosen by me, literally a pl- 
pleasure book. So I have a pleasure book. And then I usually have a mommy book that I'm reading, which is just to kind of help me in my process of parenting, whether that be something that I'm worried about or something I want inspiration for or et cetera, et cetera. So let me start with the book club stuff because these are not books that I necessarily chose, but um, I'm very much enjoying. So the first one is The Inconvenient Indian, A Curious Account of Native People in North America by Thomas King. Y'all, I am only a chapter in to this book and I am crazy about it. I love the way that Thomas King writes. Um, he's a humorous writer, um, which is great and a really good storyteller, um, particularly because of the intensity of what is in this book. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of facts in it. And I feel like I would have a really hard time wrapping my mind around all of these events and um, the intensity of these stories and the reality if it wasn't for his humor and storytelling, that kind of leads me forward with with care, really. Like, I feel like I, I feel cared for um, in this book, and it's really great. Uh, I highly, highly, highly suggest it. I am slowly reading this book, and actually in our book club, this um, we've been pushing back the date for meeting um, because I think it's taking us all a longer time than we expected to read it because it's very dense um, as much as the storytelling really does help with it. It's it's an account of like, as you said, it's an account of native people in North America. And that is a intense uh, history for us to engage with, particularly because we're on this land that uh, we've been so uh, disconnected from its stories, from its um experiences like so much has been failed so much has been hidden so much has been um it's just a really muddy 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 history and so to get into that I feel like takes time uh, a lot of unlearning and yeah so it's it's definitely a slow read for me but one of the ones that I'm really excited to be reading and enjoying very much the second book I'm reading is is a book called A New Earth, Awakening Your Life's Purpose by Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> On the real, y'all, I have been very hesitant about this book. It's part of my book club. I don't particularly, like, I'm not the type to go pick up a book by a white male writer. So there was already a, a hesitancy there because when I picked, picked up the book at the back of the book, uh, there's like a portrait of the dude. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I don't know about this. Um, But the people who were in the book club were already kind of raving about it before. And and so I was like, you know, I give it a chance and see if it speaks to you. Um, I also feel like the the subject matter, awakening your life's purpose is not something that, like, I'm not feeling um, asleep, I guess is the the way I would uh, say it. Like, I feel very... Um, alive in my purpose at the moment. So I don't know if this is exactly the type of book that I need right now, but I have been reading it um, in maybe 15 pages in and 
I haven't stopped reading because it's fairly enjoyable. I like the way that he speaks about the world. And I think that it's given me some like perspective for a lot of the violence that happens in the world, which is really nice. But the moment this gets weird, y'all, I'm dropping it. <laughs> like, and I'm and I'm almost anticipating it to get weird. Uh, so so I'll let you know how this goes maybe next month because yeah, I'm very, very hesitant about this book. Now, my pleasure read, which I'm really, really excited about because I am, um, I think that my favorite uh, category of literature is young adult um, novels. Like, I'm really, really into that. Um, my, one of my favorite writers is Tamora Pierce. I love a good, strong female lead. And like, if you add some mythology to that, I'm just really into it. So Tomi Adeyemi wrote a book called Children of Blood and Bone, which is like West African mythology, like the Orishas and all that. Um, you know, you know that I'm like going to be into that kind of stuff. Um, Tomi is a young Nigerian American writer, really young. And um, a lot of people are saying that she's going to be the next J.K. Rowling. So I'm, I'm into it, you know, I'm really happy. I think the second volume of this book is just about to come out or just came out. So I'm happy because I don't like reading a volume and then having to wait a long time before reading the next one. So I'm in the midst of this one. Really, really into it. Um, I, I think I'll do a full review next month when I'm done, but it's my February book. Um very excited about this. And then the last book that's kind of in my backpack on a regular is a book called Talk to Me Baby, how you can support your children's language develop young children's um language language development by Betty S. Bardridge. Um this is a really well-written book and I have to say parenting books are really really hard to pick a lot of them are really preachy a lot of them um say stuff that really doesn't resonate with me at all but this book I really like the way that they talk about language at least thus far and it's been really great to think about new ways to engage with my child um my boy is He's a very big babbler, but he doesn't like using words necessarily because he's kind of a perfectionist. He won't try something unless he's like really good at it. So right now he knows he knows like he knows how to babble and he babbles a lot. And I want to encourage him to use words a little bit more. And so uh, this book has been really good for that, but also really good at just calming me down, you know, and making me realize that there's like a variety of reasons why. A child would um, would like not use words yet, and it's not always this like worst case scenario situation. So that's been really really good. Uh, highly suggested for parents who might be just you know just want some inspirations of like what can you do to to support your kids' language development. You know what I mean? Speaking of that, the rest of the books that I have are all books that my boy absolutely loves. Um, I, well, two books that he loves and then books that I actually bought for him recently. So from jump from like really, really early on, 
Uh, we've been reading these two books that I keep kind of um, in his rotation all the time. We we get new books at the library almost every week, but these ones have been tried and true since he was born because he like adores them um and I think it's because of the flow so you know I was raised by hip-hop if the book don't flow like I'm really not into it um and I and I feel like my son has the same like he has a rhythmic way of uh thinking about the world so like really rhythmic books are our favorites and one of those ones has been Everywhere Babies by Susan Myers and illustrated by Marla Frazee. Oh, y'all, I almost feel like reading it to you. <laughs> I'm not going to do it because that'll take too much time. But um, it's a really, really beautiful book. And it's the illustrations are dope. There's a lot of young black boys in it, um, young black girls. Um, actually, like a very nice like array of diversity in terms of culture, in terms of um, race, but also in terms of family structure. Um, there's like images of like two women that were walking together. Don't really mean that they're a thing or not a thing, but it's just like um, different images and then fathers with their children alone and fathers carrying children and uh, grandparents and just all this stuff. It's really, really beautiful. We got this book from shout outs to Auntie D and Uncle Jason and the Sage, um, who is my baby boy's uh, cousin. Um, this like was a really beautiful gift. And actually, the second book that I absolutely love is also a gift from them. Uh, yeah. When you got good people around you, they, they give you some good stuff. Uh, the second book is called Music Is by Brandon Stosey. And illustrated by Amy Martin. Love, love, love this book. <laughs> like My kid really loved it. I love it. It's super nice. Um, the images are very colorful, which he likes. Um, Everywhere Babies is a little bit more kind of like these realistic drawings. While music is, is more like funky, um, big and bright the instruments are really cool like the size of things I really like with the way they play with dimensions and things like that so that's been like he loves it um they have another book called I am music I believe and I'm not so so into it I have to say um I rented it from the library with hopes that I was going to fall in love and buy it but the flow was just different and I wasn't really into it um I had a similar experience with the second book from you know Santo Nagara the person who wrote A's for Activists A's for Activists is I highly suggest it super great but then the second book they wrote which is Counting on Community I believe I don't have the books in front of me that's why I'm hesitating um didn't have the same flow really loved the images um you know I liked the values and all of that that was in it but when I was reading it I couldn't really get into the rhythm as much and I found that really really difficult um yeah especially for like really young ones I think that rhythm is super super important in a book I actually find that because of that we're we're reading a lot of English books um or the French books are just not just not cutting it, you know. Sometimes when I find a translation, like a um, English book that was translated in French, it'll have a little bit more of that rhythm. But yeah, I just feel like in terms of content, in terms of flow, the French books that at least I'm finding, um, and I'm not sure if that's because it's mainly Quebec writers or what, it's just, 
it's not really cutting it for us. Um, we have a couple of good Spanish books that I don't have on hand that I'll maybe bring in another episode. And then um, for Creole, it's been really, really difficult to find um, Creole books, but my mom sings to my boy in Creole all the time and he absolutely loves it. So he is getting that sense of Haitian rhythm. And then I went to Lux Magna last Saturday. They had a book fair and reading time for kids, which was great. Um, the first reader uh, was a person named Sylvain Rivard, who is from the Abenaki community and did this beautiful, two beautiful stories that are just, oh my gosh, there was singing, there was, it was so ancestral and beautiful. And there was like a lot of explanation of like where the, these words come from. And um, yeah, my son loved it. It was so great. So Sylvain Rivard um, writes his books in three languages, French, English, and Abenaki, which is a language that only, I think he said, eight or 11 people still speak. Like, can you imagine, can you imagine your language is almost extinct? Craziness. Um, so he writes these books in these three languages. I didn't buy a book because I didn't, I feel like he was such a great oral um, historian and I don't feel... Like I could do that at home. So I'm going to see if there's like audiobooks or things of the sort that he does. Cause I would love to have that. Um, my son would love it too. And then Sundus, who I did an interview with, um, two episodes ago, she did a reading of her first book, Shems, um, which my son absolutely loved. And it was cool cause she had it on screen and, um, like the kids could see the images from the different pages and as like her her book kind of starts in a more like gray dark um color zone and then goes into this very like colorful um imagery at the end and oh my goodness my son was just like wow <laughs> it was really really special um so anyway they also had a book fair at this story time and I got a couple of books. The first one is Oscar Lives Next Door, a story inspired by Oscar Peterson's childhood by Bonnie Farmer and Marie La France. I have not read it yet because it is a really beautiful book. And it's kind of like one of those older kid books um, in the sense that it's paper pages and not the like thicker cardboard pages. And I'm afraid that baby is going to rip it apart. Um, he gets really like, he likes to participate when we read. Uh, and also they, I think it's just like, there's a lot of words. Like I see there's quite a bit of words and he's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to keep his attention that long to do that. Um, but maybe we'll look at the images one day when together, when he's feeling a little bit calm and I'll read it on my own. And then I got some other books, which are not actually books for reading so much as they are coloring books. Um, well, actually one is kind of for reading. So I met these two wonderful, 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 wonderful black women, um, who I kind of knew of, um, but not like, 
I think I had uh, saw their stuff on Facebook briefly because people were sharing what they were doing, but I didn't really engage with it that much. Um, but then I got to meet them and I'm so glad I got to meet them in person. So the first one is, um, a book by Akila Newton called Big Dreamers, the Canadian Black History Activity Book for Kids, Volume 1. Uh, so in it, Akila has, um, Big Dreamers A to Z, which is kind of like, um, an A to Z of important Black Canadian figures. So like, uh, Senator and Claire Cools or Portia White or um, uh, Willie O'Ree. Um, just reading some Lincoln Alexander. You know, that's a couple of names of like people that impacted Black Canadian history. And then there's a Canadian history part and then with like a timeline. And one of the things I really liked about the way that she's um, divided it up is that she really divides it by province. Um, I think that sometimes Black Canadian history gets lumped together as if it was one unified experience. Um, But she took the time to break it up into province, which I think is a more accurate representation of the experience out here. And then the last part is activities that are linked to what the youth get to learn in that Canadian history part. Now, obviously, my boy is one years old, (laughs) and so he's not really going to be doing this activity book but what I like about it is that even at one he can engage with the images because it's designed as a coloring book at the same time um and I love that I really think that that's like a great way to um make this accessible to many different ages and make it an intergenerational experience rather than just just for like I don't know eight to ten or whatever So yeah, really love it. And actually it was illustrated and designed by Danielle Morel Cox, who is the second person that I got to meet at this book fair. And I got some of her stuff, which I'm really stoked about too. So Danielle, I knew of her because somebody sent me, I think it was on Instagram. Somebody either sent me or tagged me in an image of this like really cute, avatar that had these um beautiful big afro puffs and like you know the big hoop earrings and I was like (laughs) because I I used to rock that hairstyle for a really long time I was like oh my god that looks like me and I was really into it um but I didn't really follow up that much and that image was part of a book called Black Queens coloring book with positive affirmations and um I remember seeing it and I was like oh that's cool but um I had I think I was just giving birth to my my baby boy and I was felt like I was so saturated by like girl stuff at that time you know like I feel like there's been this like surge of um surge of content made for young black girls for black women for women in general um which I obviously am super into as a black woman myself but um as a mother of a young boy I'm also looking for stuff that would be engaging for a young black boy and so I didn't really like look further into it I was just kind of like oh that's really cool if they ever made uh one for black boys I'd be really into it and so I look at her table and she has a Black Kings coloring book with positive affirmation. I was like, oh my gosh, so sold, so happy. The images are great. They really just look like all my cousins. I was so into it. Um, the positive affirmations in it are dope. 
And it's really, it's just really beautifully designed. Very simple facial features that can be really well filled in. And the designs like behind them are really engaging. My kid loves them. Now, I have to say though, as <laughs> this is kind of like, these like, the books are so beautiful and kind of like this pristine book that I want to put on his bookshelf and not have him mess up. If you're kind of like me and you're like, hmm, maybe I would want this, this like the nice version of this book to stay up somewhere and make, and have coloring pages somewhere else. Danielle also sells pages of these books, like the Black Queens and the Black Kings um, on her website. And so then you can just have pages that you print that you give to your kid or maybe if you're a school teacher or like a community you do work in a community center or something of the sort then you could like you know print those out and they can make beautiful creations or a whole mess out of it and then you can have your more pristine book <laughs> somewhere else that is more like for display um let me give you guys the information of how you can get these books so for the um coloring books it's blackcoloringbooks.com coloring with a um, like color the way that Canadians write it. And then for the Big Dreamers book, the Black History Activity book, you can get that at brightconfettimedia.com. Definitely support Danielle Morel Cox and Akila Newton, two Black Montrealers. Super into it. Okay, so those are all the books that I am reading at the moment. <laughs> um, that was like, yeah, and I knew that was going to take a while because it's it gets a situation. Now that that's out of the way, I uh, want to do a book review of the first book that I finished this year. So the first book I decided to finish cover to cover is by Shonda Rhimes, and it's The Year of Yes. Now, I'm not someone who's really particularly into um, like success story biographical memoir types writing like I know there's a lot of people doing that these days like um Francesca I think her name's Francesca Lee Issa Rae has one Michelle Obama has one like all these people have these kind of inspirational stories and I'm not really drawn to that style I've never read it read any of these books so I don't know if like what the actual content is like but it's just that that's not the a style of writing that really speaks to me but the reason that I was drawn to Shonda Rhimes book is for one the size of the book it's like this little square fairly thick but little square book that's really easy to take around with you and secondly because uh though I don't watch a lot of tv at all <laughs> like at all I do know that Shonda Rhimes is well known for being a great, great, great writer and a great storyteller. And I wanted to engage with that because I am in the process of writing my own book that has a little bit of memoir aspects to it. And I've been grappling with um, ways in which to bring my story forward without it being this kind of quote-unquote inspirational like I just like I want to be able to paint a picture and I figured that a writer like Shonda Rhimes who does that for a living um would be a good person to check out so picked up this book y'all 
I absolutely loved it. It was so, 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 so good. I think that most people pick it up more for the inspirational part of it and kind of going through this journey of year of yes with Shonda Rhimes or out of curiosity of who Shonda Rhimes is. And I think that on that level, it didn't really speak to me, um, partly because that's not why I picked up the book. And then also, I think that books in general can only access parts of you or inspire you in ways that you're already kind of working, like in aspects of your life you're currently already already working on. So for me, I'm not in a stage where I'm where I need to be pushed to be open. I feel very open already and I feel like um, that's not the part of my life that I'm really working through. And um, there was one chapter that really spoke to me and it made made sense and I'll speak to it afterwards. But for the most part, all of the aspects that she was kind of unlocking in, within herself, herself have already been in, unlocked for me. So I didn't particularly find it inspirational. In some ways it was nice reminders, but it didn't, it didn't really shift anything for me is what I'm trying to say. However, in terms of writing and storytelling, y'all, I was blown away, blown away. Shonda Rhimes has this amazing way of bringing the past, present, and future into one cohesive piece that feels like you can time travel in um, and it doesn't feel uncomfortable. Like it feels just like it all makes sense at the same time. And that layering um, is something that I'm probably going to rent her book again to kind of examine even further because I feel like with my own memoir, that's a lot of what's happening is that I'm realizing that there are moments from my past that relate really well to moments of my present and in my future. And it's been hard to kind of find the... Uh, a thread that could wrap all these aspects together. And, and Shonda does a beautiful, beautiful job at that. Um, she has a lot of humor and comedy in her writing. Um, I particularly love the way that she wrote her speeches. She shares, I think, two or three speeches in her book. She definitely doesn't have the same voice as I would, but it was really nice to kind of see her exercise her voice and um, prioritize her voice. Yeah, and the layering for me was really, really key. I think that for anyone who just wants to uh, learn from a really great writer and from a great storyteller who's able to paint a picture like no other man. I, I mean, it makes sense. She's a, a a TV writer, right? So she's literally creating these scenes. But I was like really blown away to see how these words that are on a page could lift and like create this like 3D world that that was just all of a sudden surrounding me. I was I was really take oh my goodness it really 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 revolutionized a lot of things for me in terms of writing. So highly suggest the year of yes. Um, and then the chapter that spoke to me in terms of. I guess more of the content rather than just the writing style is there's one chapter. Um, all of her chapters are kind of yes to something. And uh, there's one chapter that's called yes to play. And she's speaking about her relationship with her children, um, her three girls. And 
saying how in um in her balance often when she's being great at work or very successful in the outward world um she's not being a successful mother she's not present she's not doing what she wants to be doing with her children like it's it's been a really hard balance for her and um one of the things that she decides to say yes to is to play and so there's this like beautiful moment that she kind of paints of like her child asking her to play and then she realizes that like instead of saying no she could say yes <laughs> she could say yes and um it could be like an intentional practice that every time her children ask her to play that she'll say yes and and then she kind of talks about how you know it's silly because sometimes we say no and not not realizing that all they really want from us is like a 15 minute um play session that changes their entire day that changes our entire day but it actually doesn't take that much from us and I was reading this at a time where, um, I mean, so many of my projects were just about to launch. It was like the new year. And even though I was still at home with my son, I, for the most part, I work from home and I was prioritizing time with him. My head was elsewhere. You know, I was thinking about, oh, did I create this outline? Did I email this person? Did I do this? Da, 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 da. And my head was just like on turbo mode because I was creating so many things and I didn't have enough hours in a day to process all the things that I was doing. And so our time together was just not as, um, I wasn't as present as I wanted to be, let's say. And reading that just, totally like brought me back (laughs) you know like it really just brought my whole spirit back into my body and helped me say yes to play so when my son invites me to do a puzzle with him or um, play legos with him etc I can accept it and um, flush everything out to just be with him and give him that time and really focus on the invitation that he's offering me. Now, I have a one-year-old, so when he asks me to play, it's not 15 minutes. <laughs> it's usually a lot longer than that. But it's also been really good to just like realize that when I do engage myself fully, um, he he gets satisfied. He's ha- satisfied, he's happy, and then he does his own thing, and then I'm able to kind of go back into my brain world like I needed to, um, and I can do so without guilt, and um, and I feel like we just both have a much more enjoyable uh, experience together, so that was really great. I highly suggest reading Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. All right, enough about books. So what have I been listening to? When me and my kid are together, because it's the two of us most of the time, sometimes I just kind of need background noise that helps me stay in the moment rather than go into my head because I'm used to when there's silence to going there in my head, right? So if he's, you know, playing Legos for a second, if there's no background noise to kind of bring me back to the reality, like I'll, I'll just go into my brain world. And for me, it's either music or podcasts that really helps with that. Um, I actually try to do podcasts less when I'm um, with him because then I tend to like 
really listen to the podcast and not be super present. But anyway, um, so what I've been listening to in terms of music that um, me and my son are really loving, this kind of new wave of like dope female singers who are really reminding me of the 90s. I don't know if it's because they're all 90s babies, like they were born around in the 90s. But they just got this like alienness to them. You know what I mean? I'm really into it. So Ella May, um, Kalani, her, oh man, it's like that stuff's just been on repeat in our household. My son loves it. I love it. It feels super, super good. And then the other style of music, I'm just actually realizing right now that I'm a lot listening to a lot of women, which is great. Um the other people I'm listening to is uh, Viva Nairi, who's this dope, 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 dope Haitian singer um, based in New York. Uh, she's an amazing dancer and like she does these kind of like voodoo spiritual singing, which I really, oh, it just grounds me so much. And my boy, I mean, my boy is a very drum drum-based baby. Like he immediately, like straight out of womb, was very very attracted to the, uh, to the drum and he like he loves dancing like that's his thing so he's really into that music and um the other day i put some martha jean-claude um the record called chant uh, martha jean-claude chant haiti yo my boy lost it like my oh my gosh it's like uh i just said um the spirit took him because he was, he, he just felt it in every inch of his body. He like, he was like, he got it. He was on the couch when I put it on, he jumped off the couch and started rolling on the floor. And like, I could just like, he was like, Oh my gosh, mom, this is everything. This is everything. You know, it was, it was so cute. Um, so yeah, we're listening to that. And I think that, uh, I think I'm going to make that m- more of a like weekly practice in our home. Um, we're not religious, but we're very sp- spiritual. And um, I think that it'd be good for us to have like a day that we really like um, focus on nurturing our spirituality. Like I, I do have like a morning and night practice, but um, I think it's also nice to kind of have a day during the week where like, um, that is the general intention of that day. So I don't know if it'll be Sunday, which I think, uh, across many cultures, Sundays has, has been that day that like people like to kind of go within. Um, so maybe that'll be the day. Um, but I'm really like loving the idea of having, listening to spirituals and just like getting into that. Um, on our, on Saturdays, we listen to a lot of radio. We do like, you know, and, and like that kind of stuff. So, but it's a lot more like pumped. And so maybe Sundays will be the day. So that's what I've been listening to in terms of music. Um, in terms of podcasts, I've been listening to, um, Lovey Ajayi with um, Yvonne Orji from Insecure. They have a podcast called uh, Jesus and Jalove. Y'all, I am crazy about that show. Crazy. It's, I mean, honestly, it's just straight foolishness. They're like, they're just, they're just chilling and being funny and their friendship is great. And um, they just exude so much joy and happiness and laughter. Like I can't, stop laughing when I'm listening to them so 
absolutely love that podcast. It's not super consistent. They haven't had an episode since mm, late November, but I, th- I think I saw that they're doing season two right now. So that's cool. And then I also listened to Married Millennials by uh, Justin and Joy, um, aka the Love Jays. They're great. I really, really, really like them. I will do a full separate um, episode on my stance in terms of romance because I feel like um, <laughs> saying that I listen to the Mary Ma- Millennials must be like, oh, so where, what, <laughs> where are you at, and all that. Um, I'll get into that on another another episode but yeah i'm really into that and they do some really cool stuff they have like a newsletter that comes out monthly where they have um like um book suggestion and um some like you know health stuff and whatever one of the things i actually really love about this newsletter is that there's a savings budget that they um encourage people to do so it's like one week they'll be like try to save $14 next week be like try to save um $6 try to save $24 etc etc and if you follow this budget plan the saving budget plan by the end of the year you have um saved $2,500 which is a whole lot of good money (laughs) so I'm trying to follow this um so far it hasn't been like a big hassle and um I'll see if I stick with it and yeah so I'm really liking them actually one of the things that came from their show that I um has been really good in terms of just me thinking about my larger theme for this year like what what I'm trying to do um particularly because I've decided to go full freelance for the first time ever um they do they pick a word per year so they have a word that kind of um, you know, is the tone for the year for them. And I was thinking about what my word would be and um, engagement has been my big word. And I'm, and I mean it in a lot of different ways, right? So whether that be engagement um, between me and my son, like um, being engaged and fully present with him, whether that be engagement um, with y'all, like I really want to, be sure to nurture um, my relationship with my audience and um, in the work that I do, I want people to be engaged with what I do and be excited about what I put out, whether it be this podcast or other projects that I'm doing. Yeah. And like engagement in terms of relationships as well. And like, what does it mean to invest energy and fully be present in what you're doing um, and giving it your best? So that's my word for the year. And so far, it's been really good. It's been like a nice, like just thinking about it in those terms has been a nice push to get out of bed when, you know, like after I put my boat to bed and I don't want to get out of bed, I would just sleep with him. But I'll like get out of bed and go do um, what I said I was going to do that evening so I can be present the next day and not thinking about what I was supposed to do last night and frustrated that like, you know, because because I have a kid, I can't do it during the day the next day and all of that kind of stuff. So it's been it's been really good to just have direction and um, focus. And, and that word has been, you know, it kind of like flutters in my head every time and every time I feel like steering off a little bit. 
so yeah so that's what i've been listening to recently very into it um highly suggest all of the above um if they resonate with y'all for whatever reason i feel like i've been talking to y'all for a while now so i am gonna sign off soon but i did want to leave y'all with one thought that I've been thinking through and um, I'll come back and revisit this next month and tell y'all where I'm at with it then. But um, I read somewhere, I couldn't find it y'all. I was trying to find it because I want to source this person, but I can't, couldn't find where this came from. I just, it kind of showed up in one of my feeds. I'm not sure, but somebody was saying something about, we often talk about how the universe is testing us. But, so this is what the person was saying. It was like, but I'm always testing the universe. Um, I put my desires out there with expectation and desire for them to come true. And, um, and I'm testing the universe to see, to ask them and like asking, poking them to be like, are you going to come through? And every single time the universe delivers. And so I was thinking about that post that I saw and, um, and I feel like actually Shonda Rhimes speaks about this in her book as well. She, she calls herself a very strong manifester and I, and I feel, I actually know she, I think she was talking about Oprah in it, but I definitely feel that way about myself and that feels really good. Like I can manifest some stuff, but sometimes when I manifest, I am not very, patience and understanding of timing and so the universe will deliver but sometimes it delivers some half-baked goods (laughs) and I ain't trying to have no half-baked goods recent right now like that's just not my focus and so I'm struggling with that right now because there's certain things that I really want and I feel like if I poked the bear um I could probably get it like they would give me something to satisfy myself in the moment, but I want to keep my eye on the prize. I want to get what I really need. Um, And I'm and I'm struggling to find a good sense of timing and really because I really do think that like it's not just about waiting. Like part of it is like saying that you're ready, but it's like how do you know you're ready? (laughs) You know, sometimes it's like, I don't want to ask for what I want till I know I'm ready. And yeah, I'm having, I'm having some, some thoughts around that. If y'all have thoughts about this, please feel free to send me a message um, y'all can comment on, you can comment on Facebook, you can comment on Instagram, you can send me an email at info at nickmf.com. Maybe I'll open the, the comments on the website. Um, yeah, I'll put all of that stuff up there so you guys can engage with it as you want. See, engage coming back <laughs> one more time, one more time for the people in the back. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I'm thinking through and I would love to hear your thoughts about it. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I surprisingly enjoyed sitting here. It feels really good to just share with y'all. And I'll see you in the next one. Next week we'll be live um, on the Groundbreakers, uh, CKT 90.3 FM. 
Wednesday, February 6th at 2 p.m. Um, really excited. We have great guests, Robin Maynard, Gabriela Quinte, and Shanice Nicole will be with us again. So that's really exciting. So that'll be our group show. And then we have some great interviews, um, like Soul Talk interviews for the rest of the month as well. I will see you soon. And um, I'll be doing another solo show at the end of February. Have a beautiful day, y'all.